Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Freedom Foil Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joe, and I am joined by my beautiful wife, Mary. Hey, guys. I was waiting for it. That was good. That, that was, was a little, a little bit more nasally. Yeah, a little bit more nasally high pitched than usual, but that's I'm okay. Wake you up. <laughs> uh, we are doing our first part two of of a previous episode. So if you guys didn't already listen to part one, which was episode ten, including JFK and the assassination of JFK, that episode was mainly on the cover up of information. Whereas this episode is going to be on all of the conspiracies surrounding the assassination itself. Or at least most of the conspiracies. There's a lot of There's quite a bit. <laughs> the main conspiracies. Right. And before we get into that, of course, we got to let you guys know where all the info is. So we do have a Freedom Foil Instagram account that is now live. Guys, it's been so much fun. So much fun. If you guys want to see really cool and creepy reels, we're going to be posting a lot of that. We do stories that are hilarious and interesting and informative all in one. And you get to see more of our faces. Yeah. Spread the truth and help us grow in spreading the truth. Yep. We are already at, what, like 84 or 85 yeah. followers, which is crazy. The support is unreal. Yeah, and we got so much great feedback from you guys, and and you guys have like given us so many great suggestions that are now on our yeah. radar, and now we're kind of are getting an idea of what you like, what you don't like, and I don't know. It's so fun. It's like more fun than I ever thought it would be. Yeah, I, I agree. And then on top of that, uh, as a little bit of housekeeping, housekeeping, moving forward, a lot of you guys follow from Firearm Freedom. If you don't know what that is, that's my main channel. You can check out those links in the about sections as well. But I will no longer really be posting a lot of updates of our episodes on there. If you guys want to see those updates, if you want to see what episodes are coming next and things like that, you got to go to the Freedom Foil Instagram account. I'm sure I'll tidbit a little sneak peek here or there, but we're really trying to move a lot of the traction over the Freedom Foil Instagram account. So definitely uh, give that a follow. So when we, we started getting into the JFK assassination, this is the first one where I feel like you have been more like, let's go, let's do this. And I have been more like, I regret Which doing this. Which is so this. <laughs> freaking ironic because Joe was the one that was like, oh, episode 10, ultimate, <laughs> ultimate episode, let's do JFK. And I'm like, I don't know. It seems like a lot. No, no, no. Let's do it. It'd and be then, really great. And then the moment we started doing it, I'm like, oh, this is way too much. <laughs> well, for I think I was the first one to say that because th the one article alone that we'll link, which is where we got all of our information, literally is just like... And it's not even an article. It's just Wikipedia. <laughs> well, it's an article. I guess it's an article. I mean, this is honestly, and I've been to a lot of Wikipedia pages, this is the longest Wikipedia page I think I've personally ever read through. And there's just so much. So much information. So many names, which is also incredibly Ugh. confusing because each and every paragraph, there's another like 10 names of 10 different people. But that... as we'll get to at the end or at some point, I mean, that's what they want. That's what they want. That's right. what they want. But yeah, needless to say, we bit off a little bit more than we could chew, I think, in this in this series. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> JFK as a whole, like I would venture to say and somebody this is, uh, Yeah, you can make a great point. This is literally just the assassination. Yes. But like I, I think somebody could could have a podcast 
and their just entire podcast, JFK. yeah, from start to finish, is just J- hell. Even the JFK assassination, they're enti- you could do probably a hundred episodes on just on, yeah, yeah, each episode a different theory or fact about or the different assassination. character that's involved. Yeah, and because all these people that are involved in this are just like super. They're just all connected. Everyone's connected, and it, it just gets it gets so confusing. It, there's so much. So, getting, getting into a oh. jinx. Uh, oh, what was it? What would you say? What would like you say as a kid? Oh, jinx, you owe me a soda. Yeah, and remember in the office, this oh, has never God. happened in the history of jinx. <laughs> That's the best show ever. It is. But anyway. Um, How many conspiracies were just on the Wikipedia page? I'm just going to like list them out and show you. And that's going to be the order that we're going to kind of hit them. Yeah. Just to give you foreshadowing. And if you want to skip ahead or if you're not interested in one of the topics. So New Orleans conspiracy, the CIA, shadow government, military industrial complex, secret service, Cuban exiles, organized crime, Lyndon B. Johnson, George H.W. Bush, Cuban government, Soviet government and decoy hearse and wound alteration. And then the last two are federal reserve and the Israeli government. So from the top, from the top with new Orleans, it's so new funny. Orleans, Joe and I like kind of like put together a quick game plan, like of organization of information before we start recording. And he was immediately like, dude, I don't want to, you got to dig on the new Orleans conspiracy. It is confusing. Yeah. It's not, but you know what? It it sucked, but it's ironically enough. It's probably the most, it's the most normal and not super exciting. And I think that's why people don't talk about it, but it seems super realistic. It, it, It is more realistic. And we should also clarify that all of these individual conspiracies are, essentially conspiracies surrounding who actually killed Kennedy in the assassination. So that's that we should be clear that all of these are just, you know, who killed him right. and, and why, you know, they may have killed him. And as you're going to see, um, Kennedy pissed off quite a few people, I yep. think quite a few different groups of people. Uh, and that is why what president it, have it has it right. Though? But th- this is why there's so many different angles. And as we're going to get into it, it gets interesting. But Mary, kick us off with the New Orleans conspiracy. What? Wh- why is New Orleans br- brought into this into the Kennedy assassination? OK, so after the assassination of President Kennedy, Oswald's activities in New Orleans um, during the spring and summer of 1963 came under scrutiny. So remember the assassination happened November of 1963. Um, so three days after the assassination, New Orleans attorney Dean Andrews told the FBI that he received a telephone call, telephone call, a phone <laughs> call from a man named Clay Bertrand on the day of the assassination, asking him to defend Oswald. Yeah. So just let that sink in for a second. So New Orleans attorney gets a call from Clay Bertrand asking him to defend Oswald. So that's kind of like the first piece for me where it was like, again, I've never read any of this information. So I knew of us of the assassination, but it's odd to me that why are they like seeking an attorney in new Orleans? Right. So there's your kind of like red flag. Number one. All right. This is where we get to the meat of new Orleans and why it's suspicious. November of 1963, a guy named Guy Bannister had a law firm in New Orleans. Jack Martin began making accusations that fellow Bannister employees, so Jack Martin worked at this firm. Yeah. 
he was making, Martin was making accusations that a fellow Bannister employee, David Ferry, Ferrari, was involved, his name either. was involved in the assassination. So a guy that works for a, a lawyer, a lawyer's office in New Orleans is making a, um, making claims that a guy he works with was, was involved. Yeah. Again, all in New Orleans. He said that this Ferry guy had outlined plans to kill Kennedy and that Ferry may, might have taught Oswald how to use a rifle with a telescopic sight. So now we're wrapping in Oswald and all into yeah, this mess. Yeah, because he may have known Oswald as right. well, right? So as, yeah, especially if he taught him how to use the rifle that so allegedly killed And the they president. were in the potentially Civil Air Patrol together. Right. Right. So... Jack Martin also claimed that he knew Oswald from their days in the New Orleans Civil Air Patrol. And guys, I'm sorry if I'm reading this. I just, it's a very confusing part of the Yeah, you got to just kind of like go slow and get through it. So as Joe mentioned, they could have, this fairy guy and Oswald spent days together in the New Orleans Civil Air Patrol. This was actually confirmed later on by a photo that was taken of both Oswald and Ferry at the at a civil air patrol cookout so it was confirmed again who knows if the photo is real or fake but it was confirmed that they were seen together at this cookout with their new orleans air patrol and we can post that photo in yeah. the instagram True stories that. yep 1963 ferry and banister so the guy who owns the thing the lawyer's uh office were working for a lawyer named g ray gill on a case for a New Orleans mafia boss named Carlos Marcello. Yeah. Basically, they were working with Carlos and trying to defend him and trying to block his deportation. The day of the Kennedy assassination, Marcello was acquitted, and Bannister and Jack Martin were drinking at a local bar. Yeah. And according to Martin, Bannister said something to which Martin replied, what are you going to do? Kill me like you like you all did Kennedy. Bannister drew his 357 Magnum re- revolver and pistol whipped Martin several times. Martin, badly injured, went to the ambulance to Charity Hospital. So there's like a little setup of like what happened with a lawyer's office in New Orleans with this Bannister guy and Jack Martin and Ferry and how that kind of tied in together. So now we kind of understand why. Oswald is tied to New Orleans, right? Right, right. Spring of 1963, Oswald wrote to the New York City headquarters of the Pro Castro Fair Play for the Cuba Committee, proposing to rent a small office to form his own branch in New Orleans. Oswald was the sole member of this branch and had these like leaflets printed out to kind of spread information, get people involved, that kind of thing. On the leaflets... There was an address for this building called the Newman Building in New Orleans, which from October of 1961 to February of 1962 housed the Cuban Revolutionary Council and anti-Castro group. Around the corner from that building was the address of, not only, Guy Bannister's Associates, the lawyer firm that I just mentioned before who was defending that mafia boss, Marcelo was literally around the corner. So Bannister's office was also involved in the anti-Castro and private investigative activities in the New Orleans area. 
A CIA file indicated that in September of 1960, the CIA had considered using Guy Bannister's associates for the collection of foreign intelligence, but ultimately decided against it. Yeah. So now you're wrapping in CIA involvement. They're trying to reach out to this guy. What I also thought was interesting is that through a lot of these, like there was no uh, known, let me say, association with the CIA, but multiple times they're like, but their CIA file said, so basically <laughs> what they're putting down there that you can pick up is that <laughs> everyone has a CIA file. Yes. <laughs> basically, they're like, well, let's flicker through our records here and see what the CIA file says, even though they didn't uh, work for the CIA. They just kind of know everything about you. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I feel like the CIA was obviously using different groups in different states for this Cold War, yeah. you know, whatever operation. So especially like New Orleans, because it's right on the coast. Right. N- now, like, so why does all that stuff matter? Like, how does it tie in to the assassination? Right. So let me just, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to keep pushing through this. There's a little bit left. 1970s, when the HSCA was investigating the relationship between Oswald to this Bannister guy's office, Unfortunately, Manister died in 1964, so he couldn't be interviewed, but they did end up interviewing his brother, Ross Bannister, who told that committee that his brother had mentioned seeing Oswald hand out fair play for Cuba literature on one occasion. Ross theorized that Oswald had used the 544 Camp Street address on his literature to embarrass Guy. So basically he's saying that Oswald put Guy Bannister's address on these leaflets to embarrass him. Right. So then you have beef, right? There's beef between Bannister and Oswald already. Because allegedly Oswald was pro-Castro. Castro. Right. So to tie all this together, 1966, New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison investigated um, this relationship and he concluded that a group of right-wing extremists, including David Ferry and Guy Bannister, were involved with elements of the Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, in a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. Garrison further believed that Shaw, Bannister, and Ferry conspired to set up Oswald as a patsy in the JFK assassination. So there's your group and there's your tie-in to everything. Right. Just one last thing on New Orleans. A woman named Judy Baker worked with Oswald. Her, at a, his secretary, right? Well, they I guess they worked at this place called, um, it's some sort of coffee company in New Orleans. And she claims that in 1963, she was actually recruited to work on a clandestine CIA project to develop a biological weapon that could be used to assassinate Castro. She actually ended up developing in a relationship with Oswald and claimed that at one point Oswald asked her to like run away with her. Like to a Mexico. romantic relationship. Yeah, romantic obviously. relationship. Yeah. Unfortunately, researchers, so I don't know what researchers, but most researchers have dismissed her claims. Yeah. Um, but there's New Orleans. It's a lot. It's really confusing, but it makes sense. Kind and to of. sum it up, basically, there's anti-Castro against pro-Castro. And Oswald is pro-Castro, but he was kind of making it seem like he was anti and some mafia, anti-Castro mafia members. He's pissing off a, a lawyer set, a, yeah. an office of lawyers that is involved with the mafia. So then right. you can see how that kind of ties in. And then it's like this whole and, thing. And the reason we should also clarify that we might get into in one of the other ones, I'm not sure, 
uh, the the reason the mafia was anti Castro is because they had, I guess, a bunch of Cuban casinos that they were making a lot of money off of, and Castro was was putting a stop to that essentially. And they also, as we'll get into in, in later ones, had a little bit of a beef with Kennedy because he was trying to make peace with Castro and not, you know, kill him, kill him out and uh, destroy the whole whole thing. Um, next, we get into a rather uh, large one, but it's summed up pretty quickly, which is the CIA conspiracy, or right. in other words, involvement of the CIA in the death of Kennedy. So basically, the CIA uh, uh, conspiracy comes down to, when it's boiled down, is that Oswald that may have been involved or may have even been a CIA agent and had some relationship with the agency and that a lot of documents, key documents to the investigation were destroyed. That being said, the Warren Commission and the HSCA both um, reported and concluded that they revealed that no evidence that Oswald was ever employed by the CIA in any capacity. Right. But okay. That's like so, yeah. Right. So we already know that's not true from no. the New Orleans stuff. Like it's uh, he, well, he, we don't know for sure, no, but no, no, it's no, pretty. Right. It's and and who who's to say he was or wasn't employed? I doubt you can just go on like Glassdoor and see CIA operatives in their time yep. in the CIA. I mean, if he really was in the CIA as an agent of some sort. I really highly doubt they would either confirm nor officially deny one way or another. No, exactly. You know? and, and actually, the investigator for the HSCA later came out saying that um, they were actually pressured not to look into the Oswald and CIA relationship. Right. And regardless, the CIA and the FBI combined destroyed a significant amount of documents in relation to the Kennedy assassination for whatever reason. Right. You know, just we, like the, the film. Right. Like we have one film that's public, but how many were destroyed or tampered hit, with hidden? Yeah. Leaked out with. into the public. Same I mean, with documents. It, all. And, and for what cause we don't know. Was it, were they trying to cover something up? Was there a mistake? Was there some sort of lack in performance by one of these agencies that they dropped the ball and that, you know, something was messed up? Is it as simple as that? Or is it more malicious and evil that they were the ones that actually pulled the trigger? Was there involvement in another kind of underground criminal agent there that was either the mob or something else that they didn't want the American public knowing that they were dealing in and paying and, you know, having basically operations with a criminal element? Who knows? We have no clue. But basically what this is summing up is that the CIA may or may not have had <laughs> connection to the Kennedy assassination. We're going to pretty much, you know, tell you guys with with each one of these that these are all individual theories so some of these theories may go against a, another Other theory, theory. Good uh, point. We're, we're just we're summing up that it's important to note that each one of these it's not saying that you know, each one is piggybacking off the other one or that they're all connected. These are just a base amount of conspiracies. So this is the first one, New Orleans, there's a little bit of a connection there with an anti-Castro mafia and Lee Harvey Oswald and there being a connection, but not necessarily government related. Whereas this one, it, the connection is directly drawn to the CIA. So 1995, U.S. Army Intelligence Officer and National Security Agency Executive Assistant 
Wow, that's a long title. It is. John M. Newman published evidence that both the CIA and FBI deliberately tampered with their files on the Lee Harvey Oswald both before and after the assassination. So he found that both agencies actually withheld information that might have uh, alerted authorities in Dallas that Oswald posed a potential threat to the president. Right. So maybe they knew there was a threat. Um, and but they there's didn't say anything. there's evidence right there that came out in '95 that actually showed that they, at the least, they tampered with stuff. Right. And and, and you know what else is interesting? Right. So there's no digital files back there. This right. is all printed. That were scanned electronically. Scanned electronically. Like yeah. to destroy these files, you have to make a very concentrated effort to get rid of this stuff. Because yeah. I mean, if you think about it, government transponding or uh, government communications are all report um, recorded reported on like they all are like saved especially back in the 60s yeah like it's crazy to think that they just were like literally all i'm picturing is burning like a burning uh, yeah just straight up burning documents yeah so but they did i mean that's you know that is almost verifiable fact yes at this point um the the next we go into a relatively short one which is the shadow government conspiracy um this one uh, it's a little i don't know they kind of sum it up essentially what they're saying is that there were a lot of uh, wealthy industrialists or uh, also right-wing politicians that ordered the assassination of kennedy and that uh it's basically allowed for policy reversals desired by this secret shadow government to escalate the United States military involvement in Vietnam. And there were a lot of people that that said, and we're going to get into next in the military industrial complex, that Kennedy would, if he would have stayed alive and a president would have necessarily would have basically started to pull out of Vietnam or the conflict wouldn't have went in the way that it went. Now, as far as the shadow government conspiracy, I'm not saying that that's not the case. The only reason why my gripe with this one on this Wikipedia page is it's pretty small and vague. I don't know if you kind of thought that my, too. Like, like, Joe, my Joe radar was going up because I'm like, okay, if this is the shortest part, maybe it's like right. There's no, more so that's info. my point. Like, yeah. and they first of all they targeted like again whenever somebody says right wing or left wing, I immediately the alarm bells start going off because it's not just right wing or left wing. It's just it's ultimately those politicians are puppets. And but I don't get what shadow government. What does that shadow mean? government is basically like hidden behind the veil, like kind of this hidden world government so like, that's here's really pulling the strings. Here in the front, we're going to give you this fake stuff that's act, that's Correct. going on, but in the yeah. back, shadowy right. government. Right, which I believe in wholeheartedly. That 100% exists, in my opinion. My point here is that they shortened it for a reason. There's a lot more there. Um, and what they're essentially saying is that there's there was a lot of, first of all, there's always money involved in war. There's power involved in war. So there's a lot of reasons why shadow and hidden hand governments want to continue war. And almost always, it's not for a patriotic reason. It's for money and power over citizenry. And that I do think there's a lot of validity too. And I think there's a reason they shortened it so much here. But yeah, my only gripe about it was that they like oversimplified it. And then they're like, well, and right wing politicians. And it's like, all right, well, it's more of a bipartisan. I mean, thing. by your definition of shadow government, isn't this all shadow government? Yeah, that's that's so my thing. Maybe, it's they, kind of, maybe they just didn't know what the title is. Yeah, maybe they shortened it because of that. But I was just kind of 
sketched. Like you yeah. said, my radars were going off. So Definitely like, why is that weird. the shortest part? But okay, sure. I, you probably could have done a whole page on the shadow government conspiracy, but they shorten it up a good bit here. So military industrial complex. Yeah. So what you had mentioned, so some argued that Kennedy planned to end the involvement of the United States in Vietnam and that uh, was therefore targeted by those who had interest in sustained military conflict, including the Pentagon and defense contractors. So, yeah, basically military industrial complex is summed up in we have a lot of high up military officials, military leaders. We have a lot of high up politicians that back the military industrial complex mainly due to money and funds that the military industrial complex brings. And they also did not like the fact that Kennedy was not very pro war -war (laughs) and pro military industrial. Well, and this kind of pulls in operation Northwoods, right? So Kennedy was kind of, well, not kind of, he was opposed to most of the plans proposed um, to kind of win the cold war or take control of the cold war. This seems like such a straightforward theory that it's almost too straightforward. straightforward. Yeah. And that's where I think the shadow government makes a little bit more sense where the shadow government. So like the military industrial complex thing, that's way too mainstream. That's way too like cut and dry. Like, yep, they needed money because they wanted to progress, which is probably true. But what they're leaving out of that is the hidden behind the veil hidden hand government, the the, the shadow government, where, you know, we have the military industrial complex as essentially like the puppets and the ones that are the puppet masters pulling the strings is the hidden hand shadow government. Well, and just like Operation Northwoods, now you have the CIA involved and it's like that just opens up a can of worms that it's like, yeah, shadow government, but then like what else? Well, right. Who are, who is the CIA? The, there might be, they may be shadow government, but who is the CIA? Well, the CIA using? isn't even the shadow government that it goes far older and far deeper than that. And obviously we're not going to get into that rabbit hole in this podcast, but the shadow government, <laughs> however far you want to go, you can go with the shadow government right. idea. So layers like an onion, baby layers like an onion. And basically that sums up the military industrial complex. They, they were pissed at Kennedy. So they conspired together to, you know, assassinate the Kennedy at that point in time for military interests in going to war. Correct. Yeah. So this next one's interesting to me. I think, again, it's too straightforward, but the Secret Service conspiracy. Yes. So HSCA reported it investigated the Secret Service's complicity in the assassination. So they concluded that the C- the Secret Service was not involved. However, the HSCA did declare that the Secret Service was deficient in the performance of its duties. So basically saying they weren't involved, but they didn't do their job right. And, and that is... Isn't that being involved? Well, that's it's pretty clear cut. And I saw this man, I can't remember where I saw it. I feel like I was floating around on Reddit somewhere. And I'm I'm sorry, guys, I won't even be able to find the link because I don't remember where it was. But this was a while ago that I saw a comparison video of the Kennedy assassination video. I think it was of the Zabruder film and of the Reagan assassination attempt Uh. and and the difference they compared it to the reagan assassination and this is the famous one where the secret service uh dude is pulling an uzi sub gun out of his out of his coat jacket like real quick and that's uh you know i love that photo just because i'm a huge fan of the uzi you got gun guys and girls out there will know what i'm talking about but 
it showed how different it was. So there was a few shots fired and like they were all over it. I mean, oh, yeah. like three dudes jumped on top of Reagan with in a split second. And in a split second, machine guns were out, sub guns were pointing everywhere, and it like it was immediate. And and you can see the difference when it comes to Kennedy that like no one even after the first shot rang off there was no action no there was no action from the driver necessarily there was no action well, from other is... secret service in the area or by the car nothing well and this is the th- this is the three main points in their findings that president kennedy kennedy did not receive adequate protection in dallas that the secret Two, the Secret Service possessed information that was not properly analyzed, investigated, or used in connection with the president's trip to Dallas. And three, Secret Service agents in the motorcade were inadequately prepared to protect the president from a sniper. Right. And that's so they're bringing in there that the president was riding around in an open top vehicle near high rise buildings. And they had no way of... Thousands of people. Right. They had no way of properly or adequately protecting Kennedy if in the event like it happened that rounds start coming in from a distance or from wherever. And that's where everyone's kind of like, okay, so that's really like that's kind of their job to make sure that he would be safe. And the idea was that he was riding in that motorcade to ultimately end up at a destination where he was going to speak, right? I believe so. Okay, so that right there is sketch. Why would he not go into a closed vehicle? I get it's a parade, but like he can still wave out a window. And the other thing is that they they also notice little details in the Zapruder film, like the, uh, I believe they're called running boards. I'm not a car person at all. (laughs) I probably sound like an idiot, but the the little uh, uh, boards on the side of the car that you put your feet sure. onto to get into those were not on the car so it was another like odd That's thing weird. I, I I'm not 100 percent sure on no, that, that makes I'm pretty sense. sure but the, it was a little detail where they were like okay so that right there like you couldn't easily get into the car if something happened so that was another one that was odd. And also, the the Secret Service's job is to jump onto the president literally as a shield against bullets. Great point, because they also the HSCA also noted that no actions were taken by the agent in the right front seat of the limousine. This agent's name was Roy Kellerman to cover the president with his body, although it would have been consistent with the Secret Service procedure. To have like literally, like you said, jump on them. Right. Now, again, some people may say, well, like, all right, well, you know, this dude didn't want to get shot, but it's like, no, no, no. But that but is that's his literally literal job. what their job is. And they and sign up. Oh, right. To, seat, so he wasn't driving. Right. Obviously. They sign up and they say, I want, I will do this. I will jump on somebody as a shield for bullets. And again, you can see multiple shots fired and no action whatsoever. And then some people try to be- debunk this and I just call actual bullshit they some argue that the lack of protection from secret service uh was because kennedy asked them to be discreet in dallas right. no 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 yeah no you're saying to me kennedy said to his secret service team hey if shots are fired just chill out don't do anything well the other thing is that um, absolutely horrendous. The, the other thing is i i believe there were a few times that the secret service had mentioned that they they were not willing to protect kennedy because again, 
there was a little bit of hatred. You guys got to remember, there was a lot of frustration from Kennedy and the military industrial complex or, you know, the military members and other things, uh, especially the high up people, you could say secret service, a lot of secret service people start their lives in uh, military uh, somewhere in, in the military ranks and then move up to the secret service or whatever. So there was a lot of disdain. There was a lot of frustration with Kennedy at that point in time. So, and an example of that in the echo from Dealey Plaza, um, this guy named Abraham Bolden, so he's the first African-American on the White House Secret Service detail, he claimed to have overheard agents say that he would not protect Kennedy from the would-be assassins. Right. So there's an interesting thing there. So I, I totally could see that. Like, they're, they're, they're taking a cigarette break before they hop onto the parade right. situation, and they're like, I'm not protecting him. Now, the other thing that I want to bring up that actually, and Mary, you wouldn't have known this, so I'll bring it up really quickly just because it ties into Secret Service, and it was not included in this page to my knowledge. But another theory is that Kennedy's fatal shot actually came from a negligent discharge from the car in front of them by a Secret Service agent and his his rifle. So there are, you know, there's over a thousand books written on different theories. But these this is a well known theory. Really? Uh, yes, it is the it is a well known theory, and there's a few books written on this theory. And that I I personally Wouldn't don't buy this. I, I don't buy this theory uh, personally. But this You're is saying the, theory. the shot to his head was. That's what the theory is saying. The is theory is saying that the M16 rifle at that point in time was still incredibly new to the Secret Service. This dude was not adequately trained on the M16, and that there was an assassination attempt. And after the first round, he got the, too excited. The Secret or... Service guy in the car in front of them oh got too God. jumpy, fumbled with the rifle, and ended into Kennedy, and that was the fatal headshot from the car in front you of him. You guys should see my face right now. And so, because I'm just thinking that through of all these conspiracies right. we're reading. Essentially, the theory is that all of the cover-up was to cover up the negligence that the CIA had and the Secret Service had at that point in time, and that maybe there was a plan of assassination, but it all got jacked up when that dude fumbled with his rifle and ended oh into Kennedy. Oh my God. I don't think that would happen because that's almost... Why wouldn't the government come out and just tell people that then? There's your Patsy, right? There's your person to blame for right. the death of Kennedy. Now, I don't I don't believe it personally because, first of all, we've talked about so many times before the technological advancements in government Where would before it even we sit know about. Where would it even sit when it was in the car? So they, they, they have rifles in the car. No, they have, I know that. I'm just saying how would they have sat? So he, so at that point in time, you can kind of see in the video uh, one of the other Secret Service dudes like turning around in the car, and he has an M16. In his hands. He has, yeah, he has like that ready rifle. to shoot. Yeah, yeah, oh. because there's shots going off, so they're. they're I was ready I was picturing go. more like he had it in his hand, like picking it up. No, and, no. Uh, but no. still, but still, my thing is that. There's absolutely no way that somebody of that... I mean, I'm not going to say there's no way. And why no would they way. keep that a secret? I'm not saying there's no way because government is pretty inept at most things. But I think it's pretty unlikely that somebody at that level 
would not have the firearms training to understand like NDs and, and other things like that. Understandable now, for like what's going on though, to be like stressed. You know I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, and here's the thing, the, the people who believe in that theory, they do have a good point. They're like, look, a lot of people give the government way more credit than is actually due for knowledge and, and all of these secret things. And, and they're really pretty stupid. And like a lot yeah. of things, you know, come in, but I'm, I don't buy it. I'm I, sorry, I call I bullshit. I don't buy that either. I call bullshit. I don't I think, believe that. I, I at call all. bullshit because I think they would have just come out and been like, this idiot shot President yeah. Kennedy. At regular levels of the government, like base levels, absolutely. Like just run of the mill, like uh, the, the, the regular everyday government people, sure. Stupidity to the max as far as like not, you know, people think they're a lot more <laughs> like crazy than they really are. But as far as that level of the government, no, there's more shit going on. There's absolutely more shit going on. That's a on. crazy conspiracy. But yeah, theory. I figured you'd find that interesting because that, that absolutely ties into the Secret Service involvement. And that's just one of the, the many conspiracies that are out there surrounding his death. Now, when it comes to the next one, we start getting into Cuban exiles. And to sum it up, because we've already kind of touched on this with the New Orleans thing, is a lot of Cuban exiles in the United States at this point in time are coming from Cuba. They are incredibly frustrated with Castro. They are incredibly anti-communist, rightfully so. They just came from a literal communist regime takeover in Cuba. But they basically wanted, they came to the United States in the hopes to overthrow Castro to be able to go back. Right. And then everyone was very frustrated with Kennedy after the Bay of Pigs. So the Bay of Pigs, we're not going to get too far off into the weeds, was a pretty serious failure, military failure, and they blame the military failure on Kennedy. So there was a lot of frustration with Cuban exiles towards Kennedy, and this conspiracy is, again, to sum it up, saying that Cuban exiles conspired potentially with Lee Harvey Oswald to assassinate Kennedy. And that's, in a nutshell, that's what that is. I, You know... Could is it there possible? Be, sure. Yeah. Is it possible? Sure. Is all of this possible? Yeah. Right. <laughs> this would be another one that personally, I think it's a little bit too straightforward. I, I don't know. Are all of these theories possible? Sure. It, again, I think you're right. I think it's one of those things where like, it's a little too easy to just kind of go with this. Then again, maybe it is that easy. I don't know. But um, I, I think we've set our piece on that. Yeah. I think it sums it up. The The next one is fairly long, but it's another one that, I mean, I don't know, we could probably sum up quickly, but it's yeah, an this interesting one, one. This one definitely is interesting. Uh, and that is the organized crime conspiracy. So kick us off a little bit with that. What are some interesting things about it? So government documents revealed that some members of the mafia worked with the CIA on an assassination attempt against Cuban leader uh, Castro. So there, there is your first look into precursor to the CIA kind of reaching out to the mafia and trying to get their help on killing Castro. So it's not, it's not like it's beneath the CIA to reach out to organized crime. I was going to say, unless you've been living under a rock, the CIA has multiple times aided absolute criminal organizations, terrorist organizations to further another motive one way or another, whether they're trying to support them to get down another person or to support a coup or to take down a government or they're to support them to ultimately take them down in the future. One way or another, they have absolutely verifiably been involved with criminal activity throughout their history. 
That, that's just that's just what the organization is, and it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> the organized crime conspiracy actually ties a little bit more to Kennedy's father is mm-hmm. what starts it off, and the father, Joseph Kennedy, is yep. his name Joseph yep. Kennedy? So Kennedy's father, Joseph Kennedy, had a lot of ties to mob members, and this is dating, I believe, all the way back into Prohibition, and there's a lot of conspiracy that there was potentially mob involvement and corruption that got Kennedy into his seat in presidency. So that's where it gets a little interesting. But that's what's confusing to me. Which part? So, okay, you're saying that uh, Joseph Kennedy had a relationship with the mafia that in some theories got JFK elected. So you would think at s- in some ways the mafia was more of an ally to JFK well, than anything else. He could have been an ally and they rubbed him the wrong way. Right. With the, so it ties into the more let's make peace with Castro narrative. So ah. what this is saying is, hey, we scratched your back. You didn't scratch ours. We got you in the seat as presidency because your dad is corrupt as hell. You owe us. We make a lot of money off our casinos in Cuba. And now you are trying to make peace with Castro, not war. You're not squashing him out of existence and basically taking power in Cuba. And they were not about that. So this oh theory, God. again, is another <laughs> one that is... Kind of believable. This is another one that I would probably say maybe holds a little bit of weight that says basically that CIA had involvement and connections with the mob, the mafia, with these criminal organizations, and that there was a mutual frustration and a mutual issue with Kennedy in his seat. And they decided that, hey, it would mutually benefit you and it would mutually benefit us and the military industrial complex to have this guy out. So Robert Blakey. Blocky. Blakey Blocky. Blakey Blocky. (laughs) So he's the chief counsel for the House Select Committee on Assassinations, HSCA. Um, He later concluded in his book that New Orleans mafia boss, so there's New Orleans again, New Orleans Mafia boss Carlos Marcello was likely part of a mafia conspiracy behind the assassination and that the mafia had the means and the opportunity required to carry it out. Right. So a guy who literally worked on the HSCA came out and concluded. Like, that's the thing about these conclusions from these um, or these theories, if you will. Like, they are from people that are directly connected to this oh, years, I don't hold later. Any weight, years later. Years later. I don't hold any weight to any uh, of these conclusions. Yeah, I don't, but then I do. Like, Maybe. Th- like that Secret Service guy that came out, this guy that came out. I don't know. I Who do. Knows? Or is it more misinformation to confuse you from the one main truth? Or do they feel safe because there's so much information out there? They're it like, doesn't matter. they feel safe coming out because they're like, well, no one's going to believe me anyway. So I might as well just speak my truth, get it off my chest. I don't know. Who knows? But also another tie with the um, mafia that is kind of a different angle. So Jack Ruby, if you guys remember, he killed Oswald. Right. He was an associate of a Chicago mobster named Sam Giancana. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) But like meaning Jack Ruby was in the mob. Correct. Well, so, and they're like, oh, he wasn't in the mob. It's like, oh, okay. Dude, right. he was in the mob. Yeah, and may have he, he, you know, there are, and we'll get into 
um, other places here, but there may have also been connections to Mossad as well. So who knows? There's a, a bunch of different angles that Jack Ruby comes in, and it's rather bizarre. Oh, this is a point that I wanted to to hit on. So a former former Minnesota governor, Jesse Ventura, <laughs> Ace Ventura, uh, Jesse Ventura concluded John F. Kennedy was murdered by a conspiracy involving disgruntled CIA agents, anti-Castro Cubans, and members of the mafia, all who were extremely angry of what they viewed as Kennedy's appeasement policies toward communist Cuba and the Soviet Union. Yeah. I wanted to say this is the thing that this is the theory that I would think is true. The theory is that there are multiple pieces and multiple people involved, including CIA, anti-Castro Cubans, and members of the mafia. I, I so could see this as well. Yeah. This is kind of like a theory that, guys, it's not just one or the other. It's all of them. Right. And that's what makes this so confusing. And that's why there's so many names. That's why there's so many theories and peoples involved and different pieces of people coming out yeah. and saying, well, I heard this. And possibly Mossad as well, as we'll get into later on, because everyone likes to leave out them a few times well, but I and think that's just it and i just feel like that's the most likely because it's like that would make the most sense because it's so complex that yeah. it's not just it's not just cia and it's so it's easy to cover mafia. up because there's so many different angles right. now to, to be fair so jesse ventura he, he has some some good stuff and some bad stuff oh i'm not saying i i agree with his kind of like the uh more early early on Alex Jones a little bit, but there's still, I, there's still some good shit that he's put out. I only said that just because of, of that, that kind of sparked. Oh, for what, sure. For me, yeah. what seemed believable. Right. And now, so we, we can get into now the LBJ conspiracy. Oh, this, this one, this so, one is a doozy. Yeah. So Lyndon B. Johnson may or may not also have involvement, which also holds weight because Kennedy was going to take him off of the ballots for the next running 1964 election yeah the 1964 election he was going to take him off and put on another vice president that was going to line up with kennedy's values a little bit more lbj was a lot more of a traditional democrat whereas kennedy was this much more at the time progressive democrat um, that that was a, a lot more younger new ideas younger new ideas so they did not mix at all and Lyndon B. Johnson definitely had a lot of motive, and there were multiple times stated that essentially in areas people heard either directly from LBJ or other areas they they heard you know they overheard that he was happy he wasn't going to be dealing with the Kennedys anymore or that he didn't need to deal with the Kennedys anymore or that the Kennedys were going to be taken care of thanks to other things in Texas. So. I think to sum it up, the most accurate depiction here of LBJ's involvement is that maybe he knew about everything that was going on, supported everything that's going on, may have even financially uh, donated in a little bit, but just turned a blind eye, pretty much. And then, it, you know, he allowed them to more easily do what they were doing because their I'll scratch your back if you'll scratch mine, was that he was going to secure a seat as being sworn in as president once Kennedy got assassinated, because obviously he's the vice president at that point in time. How do you feel about this uh, theory that suggests, this is a from a researcher, Barr Mc, McLennan? Yeah. McLennan? Who knows? He published a book called Blood, Money, and Power, suggesting that a smudged partial fingerprint from the sniper's nest 
um, from the assassination right. likely belonged to Johnson's associate, Malcolm or Mac Wallace, and that Mac Wallace was therefore on the sixth floor of the depository at the time of the shooting, which is one of the key um, right. areas of where the one of the shots came from. Right. At least. I think it's. Uh, who knows? Probably realistic. How did, he, how did? Where did the partial fingerprint come from? I don't know, dude. Oh my at gosh. this point, I don't even know anymore. It's well, like, I wanted to bring up another piece about Lyndon Johnson. So it's always the mistresses, man. I'm telling you, always ya. the mistresses. So Madeline Brown, who alleged that she was the mistress of Johnson, also implicated him in a conspiracy. Um, she said that Johnson, along with H.L. Hunt, had began planning Kennedy's demise as early as 1960, which, if there's that many people involved, like CIA, mob, Castro, so that would totally make sense, right, three years prior. Um, Brown also claimed that by its fruition in 1963, the conspiracy involved dozens of persons, including the leadership of the FBI and the mafia, as well as prominent politicians and journalists. And one last thing, she claimed that Johnson arrived at um, a gathering that they were ha- that that was being held late in the evening, and um, in a grating whisper, told her that Kennedys will never embarrass me again. That's no threat. That's a promise. Right. And that was like days before, weeks before the assassination. And of course, there's no way to really validate no. that. So who knows? Could have just been a pissed off mistress. Right. The next one we got to talk about. So the George H.W. Bush. George H.W. <laughs> w. Oh, God. Weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> uh, George H.W. Bush conspiracy. So there's a lot of people. The uh, old the, guy. Yeah. The. <laughs> The older Bush, there was a, there's the Bushes go back like crazy. There's yeah. so, so much conspiracy and it goes forward into 9-11. And, We're definitely going to take a, a break from presidents, but he'd be a good one to get into. Yeah, for sure. Now, the, the conspiracy in this case, shortly after the assassination, he was actually appointed to head of the CIA. So he was the director of the CIA in 1976. Uh, he actually coincidentally was in Texas. He flew to Texas like the day before the assassination. Uh, Tyler, Texas, to be exact. Right. And then there was also some people that say there there was even a photo of somebody at the assassination in Dealey Plaza. I think it's Dealey Delay. Yeah. I, I don't know how to say it right. At the time of the assassination. But well, and actually, on the pr- it's, it's said that the previous day of the assassination, Bush had been in Dallas to speak at an oil industry meeting before right. he flew to Tyler. So there there was a lot of conspiracy surrounding the, the oil companies as well as far as getting sufficient payment for the assassination. So there's, again, conspiracies there. Could this be the case? Absolutely. But I'll be honest with you guys, as far as the findable information in in Bush's involvement, H.W. Uh, Bush's involvement, or I should say Bush Sr., is a little bit tough, of course, which may lead you to believe that there's a lot of involvement or may lead you to believe there's a little involvement. Uh, who knows? But, oh, here, you know. this is the point of the oil. Um, so the assassination of Kennedy allowed the oil depletion allowance to be kept at 27.5%, according to this other guy. Um, this resulted in savings of over $100 million to the American oil industry. So that then connects to Bush speaking to a group in Dallas day before assassination about the oil industry. So coincidental, it's, it's almost laughable. And um, Bush's biographer, Kitty Kelly, she alleges, or 
They allege that Bush was unable to remember his whereabouts on the day of Kennedy's assassination. Okay, huh. that's such bullshit. I don't really know. It's literally where documented. <laughs> right. But you know Not what? Really sure. We let politicians <laughs> just say these random shit, these random things, yeah. and we just don't even question it. Yeah. I we... did not have sexual relations. <laughs> so <laughs> we, I, w- the next one is going to be the, the Cuban government conspiracy, which, again, t- to sum it up, because this we've talked about the Cuban conspiracy so much, is that because of the other CIA-run operations to potentially kill Fidel Castro, as we talked about in Operation Northwoods, uh, with you know little bombs and cease shells that he was collecting and and other assassins with Fidel Castro this conspiracy is saying that Castro decided to retaliate against JFK and JFK's government and compile this assassination that was solely brought out by the Cuban government and then you know it was hey we're going to get back at you for trying to kill me in this case, I actually do agree with Castro in his interview in regards to it because it makes the most sense, which is saying, why would we do that? Because that's the stupidest thing we could do. It would have been a just a straight up put us in our deathbed as Cuba, because at the end of the day, even though Cuba was gaining power at that point in time, the United States, if it was just all out war with the United States and the power of the United States, there's absolutely no way that the Cuban military could have held off the United States military without further involvement from the Soviet Union. And that obviously would have mounted to World War Three. But at this point in time, Castro kind of made the point of like, like there would be no benefit to Cuba of doing that. So, and here's that line from Johnson that you were talking about. So September of 1969, in an interview with Walter Cronkite of CBS, Lyndon B. Johnson said, in regard to the assassination, I could not honestly say that I've ever been completely relieved of the fact that there might be have might have been international connections to this assassination, in, in so many words. 1971, Johnson told his former speechwriter, Leo Jonas, of Time Magazine that he has never been, never believed that Oswald acted alone. Right. And of course, you know, we have like, you know, what a convenient way to take all the blame and everything off of you. Like, I don't believe anything LBJ says in regards oh, yeah. to the LBJ was also quoted saying that um, Kennedy was trying to get to Castro, but Castro got to him first. OK, who, the, who says that? Yeah, sure. Uh, and he said that, mind you, in October of 1968. So not like that's five years after the assassination. Right. This is not like 19 whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And th- that just adds more smoke and mirrors to everything. But next we have the Soviet government conspiracy. I don't hold any weight into this at all. Yeah, that's just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone's like, oh, it's the Russians. Like, no. blame the Russians. So I like, yeah, the basically the Russians did it. And I, yeah. I don't see any nope (laughs) it's just not it that they were motivated by the humiliation of having to back down during the Cuban Missile Crisis I don't buy it all right and uh (laughs) we're not even going into that the next one is this one's interesting I thought it wasn't interesting a decoy hearse and wound alteration so basically why is that not interesting I don't know I'm I'm sure this was part of it I just don't think this in and of itself is an entire conspiracy surrounding it I think this isn't one of those conspiracy theories that was brought on to distract 
distract people from the boring, like real thing that probably happened. I think this is the more interesting, like his body was put in another, in another coffin opposed to the, the bronze coffin and it yeah. was switched and that they was taken to a different hospital. His wounds were altered and then he was taken to the main, like yeah. that. Well, it just I seems believe a little... his wounds were absolutely altered. Oh yeah. I, you know, of course. But I like, as far as like how big of a conspiracy it was that they like switched them around. I mean, I think that's probably is what, happened but I, I mean I don't know I, that's kind of like a given at this point isn't it I just don't know why why would they take him to one hospital why wouldn't they just take him to the main hospital and just do it there well because e- each one of these individual people are like pawns in a greater scheme you have to you have to confuse everyone that they probably altered his wounds because then bringing him to the final hospital Obviously, the the autopsy report or whoever did the autopsy is going to say, yeah, this is what the wounds show. They don't even have to lie. That's what people don't get. Like everyone always says, like I told you in part one, they're like, well, how, you know, the government could never like every there's so many people involved. How could all these people keep the lie straight? And it's like, dude, they don't have to to because he's not even lying. He's saying, look, this is what the wounds look like. He might not even know. He might think, hey, I'm doing my patriotic duty and telling you what the wounds look like. But you also don't know where the wounds altered beforehand. Like the people that are looking over the Zabruder film. The dude who's his sole job in the CIA is like, hey, you need to look over this film. Tell us what you see. And he says, this is what I see. And and little does he know they modified the film before he even saw it. What's that thing in the CIA where it's like, if you don't know, you're not telling a lie. Exactly. So you that that's the thing. None of these people actually know. That's why I like that's why. Right. And that is also why you can't even do this job patriotically. Because it's like blissful ignorance of corruption. Right. You don't even know what your true hand is in a greater scheme. And that being said, there was probably like five people that actually know what happened. And, and they're probably ing- all dead. It's ingenious because they did this shit so that if one individual was captured or tortured, or anything, it doesn't even matter. No. They don't even know what the fuck is going on. I will say to, to um, this theory. So a laboratory technologist, Paul O'Connor, was one of the major witnesses Supporting this theory. So he says that the body arrived at Bethesda, I guess that's a hospital, inside a body bag in a, what he says, a cheap shipping type of casket, which differed from the description of the or- ornamental bronze casket and sheet that the body had been wrapped in at Parkland Hospital. Said He also said that the brain had already been removed by the time it got to Bethesda and that there were just little pieces of brain matter left inside the skull. Sorry, kind of graphic, but... Yeah. Whoa. Right. Which, again, who knows? Well, and and, and just to kind of go into that, when you're doing an autopsy and you're trying to, um, you know, theorize a death and trying to figure out how the cause of death... With a gunshot to the head, I would probably assume that the brain is a huge piece to the puzzle on trying to figure out, like, where did it come from? How far away was the shooter? Like, there's all these measurements that they can take. The amount of impact and the amount of pressure that it put onto the the head. Did it go all, obviously, it went all the way through, but, like, how did it, you know what I mean? So, So, for the brain to be gone... You're taking away a piece of the puzzle, yeah, possibly. I, I I agree. I agree. All right, hit him with the last two. I feel so, like I'm running a marathon right uh, now. This is so much. So the Federal Reserve conspiracy. This one goes into Kennedy 
issuing uh, an executive order 11110, which was potentially... one 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 zero was an effort by Kennedy to transfer power from the Federal Reserve to the United States Department of Treasury by replacing the Federal Reserve notes with silver certificates. This so, went right over my head. Like, it kind of sounds like returning the country to a gold standard, which holds a little bit more weight than just, which holds a little bit more weight than, like, notes that you can just, like, print over and over and over again. So, essentially, just transferring power around with with money and the Federal Reserve, and there's a lot of conspiracy surrounding that, and that the Federal Reserve got pissed at that, so they were the ones that conspired. Is there weight to this? I don't know. And then on top of that, at the end of this, they also say that that executive order actually may have been misread and that that's not actually what Kennedy was trying to do, but that he was actually trying to give more power to the Federal Reserve. So I, I don't even know. I Could there be weight here? Sure. At this point, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Um, the Israeli government conspiracy is one, but not least. Yeah, is one that a lot of people skip over, coincidentally. <laughs> and so, uh, again, this was, as the Wikipedia page states it, a Zionist conspiracy. Um, and, and, of course, they say it was pre- prevalent in much of the Muslim world. No, it's prevalent in... A lot of places, but, uh, you know, again... So the Zionists were motivated to kill Kennedy due to his opposition to his to an Israeli nuclear program that Lyndon B. Johnson received orders from the Zionists to have Kennedy killed and that the assassin was a Zionist agent. Correct. That's so the theory. The theory is that Israel wanted a full-bore nuclear program. Kennedy did not support their nuclear weapons program, so therefore... Johnson was involved. Correct. And therefore, Israel sent a Mossad agent to be one of the many hands that were involved in Kennedy's assassination, along with LBJ. And again, this could absolutely be the case. I don't doubt that this probably did happen, but it just goes to show you, as we're about to wrap up here, the amount of hands that were involved in Kennedy's assassination is absolutely unbelievable. Final thoughts from from the mayor bear over here. Bottom line, I feel like this was a free-for-all. In so many words, it was kind of like, who wants a piece of the pie? Come on in. We, we need help or whatever it was. I think there's so many people and different groups involved in this. And that is, that is done intentionally to distract, to really point, pull away from the truth. Um, I also believe that, like I said, I think only like five people, maybe even less knew what actually happened word yeah. for word, knew everyone involved, knew who killed Kennedy. I think they're all dead. I think yeah. that none of it is documented. And if it was, it's destroyed. Um, Again, and <laughs> you'll never get to the truth. But I think this is another one of those episodes where it's like question everything. All of these theories, there are, you know, there there are pitfalls. There's there's plot holes. There are pieces where it's like, oh my gosh, that's like undeniable. Yeah. But then it's like, uh, here, my final thoughts. I think. Israel was involved. I think CIA was involved. I think FBI was involved. I think the mafia was involved. I think there are so many different agencies and countries involved in this in a much greater, larger, hidden hand government scheme that I don't think anyone will ever 
find out exactly what happened. And in fact, I think the only person that probably either played such a little hand or no hand at all was probably Lee Harvey Oswald. Literally. I don't think, but he's the one most he recognized. He's the biggest with all scapegoat. And honestly, there is a pretty good chance that he was just a standard CIA agent that, for whatever reason, pissed someone off at their morning coffee one day. And there's a good chance that he wasn't even there that day, that had no affiliation know nothing with the assassination and that he was just brought in and then subsequently killed all just as like a hey we chose you today so die for your country i (laughs) um i also was thinking like wouldn't it be crazy if there were hundreds of of sniper shooters set up along the parade path in different spots and different areas and different buildings just to make sure that the shot was taken so that as Kennedy was coming through, there was no real plan on who was going to do the kill shot, but that he, they were just, they wanted to like cover their tracks and that's where everybody kind of every piece of the pie is like involved and everyone has their setup. And again, as you guys listen to all this, it's so overwhelming. There's so much information. And again, the one thing that remains clear is that the official story of just little old Lee Harvey Oswald in the book it's depository not, firing not. like four rounds from his Carcano with a scope is the only one that doesn't really make any sense. It's similar to Wormwood, right? So going back to Wormwood, they um, they had... That guy, they killed him because he knew too much. Right. I think the same thing happened with this guy. I think Lee Harvey Oswald was most definitely working with the CIA in what capacity, I don't know. But I think he knew too much and he was killed. Yeah. And it was really easy to make him the scapegoat because guess what? We all want to know closure. We all want to have some sort of closure. And there, that was the fake closure that we were all given in 1963. And it's so interesting because there's a lot of uh, talk on how sometimes the movie industry actually lets go of a little truth without you really ever realizing it but if you and I'm not trying to say that this movie is is depicting truth or anything like that but it is really interesting when you learn all of this information and then you tie it into shooter with Mark Wahlberg because it's like in a nutshell that like Mark Wahlberg is Lee Harvey Oswald yeah it's like like I'm sure the movie pulled some motivation from these conspiracies to fabricate shooter and you know the the director like threw all these together but yeah if you if you listen to this episode and then go watch that movie when he would he was told hey go search out a potential assassination spot for us and figure out what would be the best one so we can stop it from happening and be a patriot for your country and you know make sure he doesn't get killed and he was up in there and you know the it, like there's so much like shit going on and it's so similar. It's just crazy. But, you know, it, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And that- but hopefully we summed up the conspiracy so you can at least have a better idea for yeah. when you have your next argument at the office. And, yeah. <laughs> and that about, thank God, wraps up episode uh, 11. That was too much. Never again. <laughs> I'm literally sweating. Yeah, that was way too much. But hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to that. As always, we're going to post the links in the bio of everything that we talked about in this episode. We're going to post photos in the Freedom Foil Instagram page. You guys can find that either in the links in the bio or by going to Instagram and just typing in Freedom Foil, no spaces. It'll come right up. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. And and as always, stay tuned for more great content coming soon.